Blog Talk Radio. We live! We live! Live from Chicago and Las Vegas. You're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's page one. It's page one. With LaVar and Mary. With LaVar and Mary. What's going on, Blog Talk Radio Nation? We've missed you. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Page One with LeVar and Mary for this Friday night, November 17th, 2023. We are here in the States about a week away from Thanksgiving, which, well, unofficially or officially is the start, true start of the holiday season. Um, so... End of the year, of course, goes fast. People get stressed out. But we hope that somewhere between all of that, you join us here on Friday nights. It's been a while. So forgive us if we're a little rusty. <laughs> I'm joined, as always, by my wonderful friend, Mary. How are you? Uh, good. But, yes, 100%. A little bit rusty tonight. A little bit. Just just a tad. Uh, it's been about a month since we've been with you. Um Sickness, illness, a uh, little bit of everything. Um, I will discuss later um, a little bit about that because I want this to be more of an uplifting show tonight. But tonight, because we have not been with you, we've got a little bit of everything. We'll have the Almanac coming up here shortly. Uh, Retro Bubble of the Week, we will take a look at what is trending. Uh, also, We've got a little bit of potpourri tonight, a little bit of yay or nay, and we will also have um, smoking gun files. Woo! <laughs> and yeah, we got a lot because you folks haven't joined us in a minute. <laughs> um, in the long annals of this show, I will tell you, and forgive me. Um, normally I am sitting down. If I sound a little different, forgive me. I'm actually standing up tonight as I'm doing the show. <laughs> so there's good reason for that. Um, but uh, I am glad that we're here. I'm glad that you're back. <laughs> um, yeah, how you, it, weeks fly by fast, doesn't it? Yes, they do. I was saying we were gone for three weeks, and it's been a month. Yep. Been a month. But we're normally here every Friday night. <laughs> every Friday night. I, 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 Hey, folks, we're usually here every Friday night, 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central. Um, also, um, if you miss us and we're not on the air, I do invite you to listen to previous episodes where you can. Wherever you get your podcast, whether that is Apple or iTunes or Spotify, um, what am I missing? Or iHeartRadio? Sorry. iHeart, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got, it. I got. It. See, I told you I was rusty. Uh, <laughs> or Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, and we thank you 
uh, of course, as always, for tuning in, because I don't take it lightly of those who support us and who listen. Uh, I'm thankful for all of you. Trust me when I say that. Um, interesting thing that I read toward these past few weeks, because I feel like we got to play catch up. Uh, growing up, if you are in the same age range as Mary and I, the National Toy Hall of Fame announced its 2023 inductees. The inductees this year were baseball cards, uh, Nerf, Cabbage Patch Kids, and the Fisher mm-hmm. Price Corn Popper. Find that hard to believe. Right. Corn I feel old now. <laughs> Yes, Um, but you're going to feel even more older when I tell you, uh, because the Toy Hall of Fame celebrates its 25th anniversary this year. So to mark the occasion, it included five toys that had been passed over in previous votes as possible inductees. The forgotten five were the Popper, the Pogo Stick, My Little Pony, Pez, and Transformers, and the fans chose the Corn Popper. Uh, anyone can nominate a toy for inclusion in the Hall of Fame, but the toy has, has to have inspired creative play and be long-lasting in popularity. The finalists this past year were Battleship, Bingo, the Choose Your Own Adventure books, Connect Four, Little Tyke's Cozy Coop, Slime, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Corn Popper, Baseball Cards, and Nerf and Cabbage Patch Kids. So Battleship fell short. Bop it fell short. Connect four. I'm shocked that's not in there. That fell short mm-hmm. as well. So, yeah. How's that make you feel? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. I'm kind of upset that some of those aren't in there. I thought they were. Like My Little Pony, Transformers. Right. right. I like there's an entire what? movie franchise for Transformers for heaven's sake. You're telling me that that's not good enough? Maybe next year. <laughs> I have a feeling Connect Four and maybe Transformers might get it next year. Um, I was shocked that those were not in there. Um, so, yeah. No, but uh, I do admit, though, and I will admit this here live on the air tonight, I cheated with the Choose Your Own Adventure books. Uh <laughs> When when Johnny was either supposed to open the door or not open the door, I did kind of flip ahead just to see what might happen. <laughs> That's yeah, awful. Little... I know. I know. like I'm not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> Accept your fate, man. Accept your fate. Right. I am not the only one. I know. But the corn popper. Do you know? Believe it or not, I never had a corn popper growing up. I've seen them and I've, you know, seen other people's. And I remember small, when I was small playing with somebody else's, but I I didn't have one though. (laughs) Yeah, we did. But it was kind of one of those hand me down. Like we had it for about 17 years. (laughs) (laughs) I think 
my uh, parents probably wanted me to just go ahead and just learn to vacuum right away. I think that's what they Right, want. exactly. <laughs> They're like, no, 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 uh, no, no need. Uh, you just go ahead and, um, yeah. Just use the real vacuum. Use the real vacuum. <laughs> so, yeah, but no, that's the Toy Hall of Fame. I love, I love hearing stuff like that because it brings back a lot of good memories. So, uh, for those of you out there, if you had – a favorite toy or a favorite memory, you have to look up the Toy Hall of Fame and see if it um, if your favorite toy is in there. You'll be shocked at the ones that aren't. <laughs> um, I don't think I asked you. As we are headed into the fall, uh, how's the weather in your neck of the woods? Like almost perfect today. I was a uh, I got to wear jeans, t-shirt. I'm loving it. I'm not going to even lie. Everybody else might think think it's cold and wearing parkas, but I'm just like, whoop, this is good. Hit me up. So you're not a sweatshirt, sweatshirt and shorts type of gal? Uh, no, I'm the other direction, usually. Although I have done the sweatshirt, like hoodie with shorts. Yeah. I've done that. I've had to for a very long time. Shockingly, here in Chicago, it's been mild. Um, See, now you done ruined it. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't because it's already get, starting to get cold. Uh, the temperature is turning. <laughs> As we head towards Thanksgiving, the temperature now is turning. And so I, I wanted to be smart tonight and come on and tell you what it was in Celsius. Um, but I didn't think about that ahead of time, so I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I can try to use the translation. Uh, let's see. Currently, I'm looking here, and it says it's 42 degrees Fahrenheit and clear. Okay, so that's what's that about 18? Five. <laughs> or five degrees. I knew it was a lower number. <laughs> so yes, so five degrees here, but it is getting cooler, um, which is not. I, I hate winter. I'm sorry. I know a lot of people love winter. I'm more of a summer person, even though I was born in a winter. I'm more of a summer person, so uh, which you all know if you've listened to the show. I'm not, I'm not a fall person. I'm not a winter person. <laughs> it means like the end of things, like stuff goes into hibernation, and people get all bundled up, and you don't see people out, and yeah, I can't feel. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me. That's my own two-minute rant. <laughs> um, okay. Yes. Actually, somebody had asked the other day about the two-minute rant, which we have not done one in a very long time on this show. Um, That's because the two minutes that I want to spend ranting on things are not things that we normally talk about, and no. I don't need to start a controversy. <laughs> no, 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 we don't, I don't want you to get into any trouble. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Um So, yes, no, we won't get you into trouble. It is, uh, and plus, we save a lot of that for our annual uh, Festivus show when we do (laughs) our yearly uh, airing of grievances. Yep, airing of grievances, which we will do this year a couple of nights before Christmas because uh, Festivus falls, I believe, on the 23rd of December. So on that Friday night, the 22nd, we will be on the air with our annual Festivus show, and we may 
have a special guest with us. <laughs> so oh, I'll be excited if we do. <laughs> so yes, so we'll we'll have a, we might have a special guest with us. So mark your calendars this year. That is when our festivist show will happen. Um, so going into the almanac, God, we missed a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. And I do apologize. Um, it is we've missed among some of the things that we missed here at the beginning of November. Uh, World Vegan Day was on the first. Cinnamon Day was on the first. Calzone Day. Um, deep, uh, we also missed uh, National Cook for Your Pets Day. Um, okay. And, uh, yeah, no. Uh, we also you also missed National Men Make Dinner Day. Sorry. I'm kind of happy about that. I'm kidding. <laughs> Gonna find you so stubborn. <laughs> uh, right. um, you've missed Deviled Egg Day, which was on November second. Um, National Jersey Friday, which was the first Friday in November. National Housewives Day, which was November third. National Sandwich Day was on the third. Um, you also missed National Love Your Red Hair Day uh, and National Donut Day, which was on the fifth. And then we wait. I gotta make sure. You know what? I already said the date, and I know it's the seventh. God, we missed National Nacho Day on the sixth. Uh, <laughs> I'm very disappointed about that one. Um, you also missed uh, National Harvey Wallbanger Day, <laughs> as well as National Cappuccino Day, um, and then National Scrapple Day was November 9th. Man, we missed so much. Yes. Vanilla Cupcake Day was on the 10th. Um, Also, National Sunday Day was on the 11th. Uh, French Dip Day was on the 12th. Uh, National Pizza with the Works Except Anchovies Day was on the 12th. Uh, World Kindness Day, we missed that. National Seatbelt Day. Um, World Diabetes Day was on the 14th. Uh, National Pickle Day was the 14th. National Raisin Brand Cereal Day was the 15th. And it leads us to today. So today is National or International Students Day. It's National Butter Day. Parquet. Uh, Butter. <laughs> Parquet. Uh, it is Substitute Educators Day, which is the Friday before Thanksgiving. World Prematurity Day is today. International Happy Ghost Day, G-O-S-E, is today. I already see the look in your face. Yes, We're going to ask you yes. what that is. What um, is that? So every year on November 17th, beer lovers gather together to celebrate International Happy Ghost. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, instead of rhyming with rose, oh, goze. So instead of rhyming with rose, goza. Goze rhymes with Rosa. Goze is a fermented sour wheat beer that originated during the 16th century in Gothler, located in northern Germany. Uh, in later years, it became more associated with the city of Lipsin. Uh The beer became so popular that it gained exemption for the country's purity law called Riechenbut. Uh The law stated that German beer could only contain water, barley, yeast, and hops. But this one's also made with malted wheat and coriander. <laughs> huh. 
Salty water from the Gosler River was also used, giving the drink a unique salty and tart taste. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, today is also National Homemade Bread Day. I've never you know somebody that makes some homemade bread. Who might that be? Uh, that would be uh, a, a gentleman named Pete. Has uh, oh. does some breading of his own. I also know somebody that has their own sourdough yeast. They grew their own yeast. That would Isn't be Ron, it? one of my like they. He made his own yeast. You'll have to check with him next time to see if he still keeps a proof of that yeast. I know there are some places that still have like some of the original proofs that date back years and years and years and still mm-hmm. use part of that proof. No, he but, said he actually killed his yeast. How? <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that he grew it was like, I'm like, that was pretty impressive to me. I was like, whoa, hello, how are you doing? Yeah. Right. That's 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 actually impressive. I actually uh, very fancy. Yeah, I, 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 it's very fancy, impressive, and it's something I know to. If I, if I will have to YouTube it just to see how to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, today is also National Take a Hike Day. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, uh, if you are a hiker, uh, take a hike. <laughs> take a hike. National Baklava Day. Mm. It is European Antibiotic Awareness Day. And then, oh, that's tomorrow, sorry. Tomorrow is also National Princess Day. So if you feel like a Does princess. That mean I get to be, a, I was going to ask, can I be a princess if I'm not a princess? Yes. Yes, you can. Awesome. Um, tomorrow is also National Adoption Day. It is National Vissiswa Day. Mm. Do you also know whose birthday it is tomorrow? Tomorrow is the 17th? 18th. 18th. I feel like you've asked me this before and I've gotten it wrong every time you've asked me. That means every year you need to mark these down so when time comes back again, you'll have the answer. And then lose <laughs> that piece of paper I wrote it on. Yes. That is exactly what I have to do. <laughs> well, tomorrow is Mickey Mouse's birthday. Oh! Oh! <laughs> uh, his character got his start on film on November 18, 1928. 95 years ago. Wow. So, yeah. It's crazy. Um, the 19th is World Toilet Day. It is National <laughs> Play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is also is National. Is there a huh? National Toilet Humor Day? Because that's, that's my day right there. Uh, that's everybody's. Uh, yeah, that's every day for a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but actually, the, the, the interesting thing about National Toilet Day. It is the goal of the day is to tackle the global sanitation crisis and draw attention to those without sanitation. There are still a lot of people who do not have access to things that you or I may deem to be simple things. So 
Um, there's an interesting stat here. One of the UN's sustainable development goals is to provide sanitation for all by 2030. Today, 4.2 billion people throughout the world don't have access to safely managed sanitation. That's more than half of the global population. At least 2 billion people use drinking water that's contaminated with human feces. Uh, An estimated 432,000 diarrheal deaths occur each year because of inadequate sanitation, and about 670 million people around the world are forced to practice open defecation. Not only do toilets provide cleanliness, but it also helps individuals maintain their dignity. I did not know that. That's insane numbers. Insane. Yeah. So um, that is definitely something uh, to think about next time that you think that things are free and easy and everybody should have it. Uh, The 19th also National Play Monopoly Day. I know a lot of you don't like playing it or (laughs) – I love Monopoly. Um, I like Monopoly, too, but it ruins friendships and families. (laughs) Yeah, because some people cheat. (laughs) That's the problem. Don't look at me, but it does. (laughs) Some people cheat, but you got to lay ground rules down before the game starts. Because then, you know, you've got people like, uh, you can put the money under the uh, parking, and then some people argue about that. And then some people think it takes too long. And then some people get sore if you're targeting them and everybody's picking on them and they're trying to, you know, uh, make them bankrupt. And, yeah, it's just uh, it's just a friendly game. <laughs> um, the 19th is also National Carbonated Beverage with Caffeine Day. The 20th on Monday, it's World Children's Day. National Absurdity Day, or what I call every day, is on the 20th. Uh, National Peanut Butter Fudge Day. Makes no sense. It's National. It's World Children's Day, but it's also National Child's Day. Uh, the 21st is World Television Day. It is World Hello Day on November 21st. So you just say hello? It recognizes the role communication uh, plays for preserving peace. They also encourage world leaders to use communication rather than force to settle conflict. It doesn't take a lot of effort to say hello. It's one little word that means a whole lot. Hello shows that you're friendly. It shows that you want to connect with someone. It's also a great way to start a conversation. Generally, when you say hello to someone, they say it back. Um, Usually or often, one of the first words a baby says is hello. Uh, Thomas Edison was the first to say hello upon receiving a phone call. Um... Hello is believed to derive from the word hail, which dates back to the Middle Ages. Um, Hello is related to other words that mean help. And different ways that you can say hello in other languages, hola, bonjour, guten tag, um, namaste, salam, oayo, jambo, neo, and I'm going to get the last one wrong, and forgive me. I think it is, is Chao, C-I-A-O? Yes. So this is just some of the ways that you can say hello. <laughs> yeah. Well, hello there. On the 21st is also National Gingerbread Cookie Day. It is National Red Mitten Day. National Stuffing Day is on the 21st. Now, I'm going to stop right there. Um, I'm going to help most of you out. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm just waiting. There is a little bit of a difference here uh, culturally. <laughs> if you are going to someone's house on Thanksgiving, uh, presumably any of my cousins, um, and someone says that they made the dressing, it is a little different than your traditional core or your stuffing. Stuffing in some ways is mostly what? Uh, help me out here. It's mostly like the right. cut up pieces of bread and it's pretty much baked in whatever mess that they usually make it into. <laughs> Dressing, tad different. A uh, little bit different consistency. And if you come with stuffing, you may leave with some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little bit of a cultural difference. I'm not going to go through a whole thing tonight in teaching you, but I will just say uh, dressing is better than stuffing. <laughs> just opinion. Uh, and it is also color. different than gravy. Yeah. It's like cranberries. Some people like the whole cranberries, but other people like the cranberry, you know, gelled cranberries. In a can. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it is, oh man, I almost forgot. Uh, the 22nd, it's National Taiwan On Day. It's National Jukebox Day. And speaking of devil, it's National, <laughs> it's also National Cranberry Relish Day. Uh, it is on the 23rd, it's National Espresso Day. It is Turkey Free Thanksgiving. Uh, it's also a National Day of Mourning. It's Thanksgiving Day, next Thursday. Uh, National Eat a Cranberry Day. National Cashew Day. Uh, and then there's a couple of days here. Uh, one is Fibonacci Day. Uh, and one is Wolf Newt. <laughs> Wolf okay. Newt, uh, every year on November 23rd, Wolf Newt celebrates both the spirit of the wolf and kindness. Uh, it's also a day that encourages people to be kind to animals, especially dogs, as they are descendants of the wolf. Okay. There's some dogs out there that are not descendants of wolves. I mean, they might think they are, but they are definitely not. <laughs> yeah, there, there are some. I do agree with you on that one. There are some. And then uh, on the 24th, you have your welcome, your welcome giving day, uh, Maize Day, M-A-I-Z-E. Uh, the day after Thanksgiving is Buy Nothing Day, Black Friday, uh, traditionally here in the States, that the day after Thanksgiving. Uh, it is also National Native American Heritage Day, National Day of Listening, National Flossing Day is the day after Thanksgiving as well. And then to give you a heads up for next Friday, next Friday is National Sardines Day. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, and that's it. That's on the 24th, uh, the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah, a lot of that's right after Thanksgiving. So that's the almanac. Um, that's a lot <laughs> in the month of November. Don't say we didn't, like, help you out in – get you geared up for it. So here's what we're going to do. Um, we're at the 
halfway, or I always call it the traditional halfway mark, even though there is no true halfway mark to this show. <laughs> you and I, we've been doing this together long enough to know that there is no halfway mark to the show. <laughs> so, um, what we're going to do is this. I'm going to take the traditional retro moment break. Um, when we come back, we have a little bit of potpourri. We'll do what's trending, yay or nay. I actually did separate a story out because there's a story that we missed while we were not here. Um, I'm hoping we get some time to do it about the list that of places that women don't want to be taken to. It's garnered a lot of steam. You had a lot of people tell you about what they thought about it. Tonight you will get our opinion on it. Um, and yeah, smoking gun files. So uh, sit back, relax. Thanks for joining us on this Friday night. You're listening to Page One with LaVar and Mary here on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. This Kenmore microwave oven with variable power can defrost and cook your Thanksgiving turkey. Kenmore can? Kenmore can. Kenmore can. And right now, you can save $60 on this Kenmore microwave with electronic scan control and temperature probe. I can save $60? It's specially priced at $379.95. Aren't you ready for a microwave? Yes, I am. Make it a Kenmore. Solid as Sears. What's the pitch, Rabbit? The greatest news in sports, Sam. There's 200 free baseball trading cards on Post Serial. Carnation, you mean like on Post Alphabets? Yeah, and on nine other Post Cereals like Sugar Crisp, Post Toasty, Little Grape Nuts Flakes. See? Six free trading cards right on the back of the package. Hey, this here one's Mickey Mantle. Right, Doc. You get 200 different top baseball stars in color. Kids, these cards are fun to trade and keep. They've even got every player's batting record. So, start today a little bit better with a little bit better cereal. Fresh from post. Why, you... Kids, get your free baseball trading cards with post cereal. I'm Bugs about them. You're listening to Page One. Page One. With LaVar and Mary. Your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LaVar and Mary. Welcome back to page one. This is, well, first show back in a while. <laughs> um, it is Friday night, November 17th. LeVar along with Mary here. And I got to tell you, that post commercial, I think you could tell that that was a little bit old. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> um, and um, also, um, the commercial for the microwave. <laughs> um, that's crazy. Did you remember the Kenmore? 
We do have, I think, a stove from Kenmore. I believe so. Don't quote me on that, though. <laughs> I, I think back, we actually have Kenmore microwave. Did you pay three seventy nine for it? <laughs> I, I, you know what? I couldn't tell you. Man. I couldn't tell you. Think about that. That was like nineteen eighties uh, prices. At three seventy nine, that would be today's dollars about what five six hundred bucks for a microwave. Something like that. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Nowadays, you can get a microwave for about what ninety bucks, probably <laughs> less than that. So. Yeah, I was gonna say with all the bells and whistles. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> So, yes, but um, tonight we're just going to fly by the seat of our pants. Potpourri uh, coming up here in moments. Uh, we'll do a little bit of the A&A and then um, take a look at what's trending. The most interesting things that I saw out of our potpourri tonight. So here's something. I know my dear friend uh, rises before the roosters do sometimes, and I tease her about it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, so there was an interesting study that states that if you're looking for another reason to hit the snooze button in the morning, here's your sign. Now, I like to hit the snooze button a couple of times. Um, um, a Vanderbilt doctor who specializes in studying sleep, uh, in a new published study in the Journal of Sleep Research, says that hitting snooze has no impact on sleep quality and may be beneficial. He says snoozing may be beneficial as it allows us to wake up more gradually. For example, instead of waking up abruptly out of a deep sleep or uh, what they call um, REM dream sleep, we could take a few minutes to go from sleep to wake, which is easier on our brains and bodies. The study looked at over 1,700 adults, and 69% said that they hit the snooze button, especially on weekdays, at about an average snooze time of 22 minutes. They found that 30 minutes of snoozing could help and or not affect cognitive performance while you're waking up. Snoozing could also help people who experience drowsiness when waking up in the morning, allowing people to feel more awake. Otherwise, in that study, they said that pressing the snooze button is a common way to start the day, but little is known about that behavior. Two studies were determined uh, as uh, predictors and effects of snoozing. In study number one, uh, 1,732 respondents described their waking habits, confirming that snoozing is widespread, especially in younger individuals, and uh, morning drowsiness and shorter sleep were also more common for those who snooze. Study two was uh, within subjects' laboratory study on habitual snoozers, didn't know there was habitual snoozers. <laughs> uh, it showed that 30 minutes of snoozing improved or did not affect performance on cognitive tests directly upon rising compared to an abrupt awakening. Um, in hearing that, are you more prone to maybe perhaps um, start considering hitting the snooze button? <laughs> I do hit the snooze button. That's the thing. Although I do get up super early, and I know I do compared to a lot of different people out there, I do hit the snooze button. And I also do not necessarily jump out of bed the minute my alarm goes off. So um, 
I have found that I tend to will see the alarm go off or I'll hear the alarm go off depending on whether or not I woke up before the alarm. And I will roll over and read emails or scroll through some social media posts or what have you for a few minutes before my body goes, hey, you have to pee. And like gets me out of bed. And that actually is it's a nice little easy start to the day. Okay. But I have hit the snooze button and I do hit the snooze button, so it's not something that is foreign glad to hear it because uh, I don't ever recall you hitting a snooze button. I think I used to think that uh, you probably would wake up and just start your day and go straight forward from there, but I'm glad you do. I, like I said, I'm, I'm probably a habitual snooze. Um, <laughs> I will hit that button probably three or four times. It, it's sad. Um, I also kind of set my alarm a little earlier um, uh-huh. kind of with my brain and buy me some time. Now, have there been some days where I hit, like, too many times? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And sometimes then I'm running a little late. But I am all for hitting the snooze button if you can. Um, I think we talked about this other story here before. But children in first through sixth grade will now be required to learn cursive handwriting. Under California Governor Gavin Newsom signed Assembly Bill 446, which went into law a few weeks ago. The bill turned law was introduced by an Assemblywoman uh, Shannon Quirk Silver, who was a former public elementary school teacher before entering politics. New law will require teachers to implement some instruction regarding cursive handwriting from first through sixth grade instead of requiring educators to teach it during a specific grade, according to the law's text. The law's primary goal is to give students the ability to read and write in cursive. Uh, she also pointed out that most historical records were written in cursive. She says a lot of the historical documents going back two or three decades are actually in cursive. I went on 23andMe looking for some family records, and they were all written in cursive. New law means that cursive handwriting instruction will now be required learning for California students, just like English, math, and social scientists. Uh, February 2022 report from the National Education Association says that 21 states require cursive in public school curriculum. Um, good or bad? <laughs> well, if they would not have stopped it in the first place, like, I thought that was supposed to be required learning. I remember having to go through writing and learning cursive in school. When did it stop? Is I guess that's the question. Because I know my kids learn cursive, and I don't know if it's because I made her learn cursive or if it was something in school, but I know that, like I said, my kid knows cursive. And most of it helped me make fun of, like, the bad English that comes up when we get notes from my aunts and stuff. But... (laughs) (laughs) I already know I'm going to hell, so it's like... (laughs) (laughs) But when did it stop becoming... Learning cursive stops being required, I guess is the question. I think it stopped somewhere like around maybe 20, 25 years ago, uh, or as we got to like the 90s. It was like after the 80s, early 90s, 
they seem to put a stop on it because kids just weren't. And that's the thing that's scary. When you have to sign a document or an important document, they ask for your signature, not for you to print it. They ask for your signature. And the fact that you don't know cursive handwriting, <laughs> that's the more dis- that's the more disheartening thing. I know now we have DocuSign or automatic ways to sign things, but there are still a lot of papers in which you have to like have a signature. And I think we stopped because we probably felt that either kids' handwriting was bad enough and they just gave up, or pretty much at that point, they were probably just thinking, you know what, it's not going to come into play anytime soon, so we're not going to really, like, worry about it. And they probably were like, we'll kick the can down the road. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. I think everybody should learn curses. I really do. <laughs> and I also wish that they bring back companionship because, like, I'd like to be able to read people's notes. That would be nice. That would be very nice. <laughs> Um, I know I'm asking I, for a lot to be able to read something. Can you just email it to me? Because I can't read your handwriting. You know, that I've heard myself say that. And that's awful. Uh, <laughs> yes, that is that is very, that's not good. <laughs> I'm waiting until we that's, start speaking in emojis. I mean, we already do, but... Like, really, that's how, like, what's your name? It's the poop emoji. <laughs> My parents thought it would be funny. Well, you know, eventually it's going to get to that point. <laughs> They're going to get to that point. Um, but, yeah, it's very, very scary. But, no, I'm glad that they're bringing that back. I'm all for it. But if you're going to do it, don't do it half way. Do it full way and teach them as to where, like you said, it's something that's legible. <laughs> Please mm-hmm. make it legible. Just don't kind of like, ah, let's learn cursive and it looks good enough and let's just keep going. So, yeah. Um, if you live here in the U.S., one of the things that some people are a rite of passage for kids is to take a visit to a place that's called Chuck E. Cheese. Um, Chuck E. Cheese is a very interesting place. And I don't know how, if you were to describe Chuck E. Cheese to someone that did not live here, how would you describe Chuck E. Cheese? Do they play games, video games? Or am yeah. I explaining somebody else? Because if they play video yeah. games, there's a worldwide audience out here who is not familiar with Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> but now, how would you describe It's Five Nights at Freddy's. It's a mouse instead of a bear. It's Five Nights at Freddy's. It's a child's Donald's on steroids. <laughs> I figured you would say that, and I, and here's the reason why. Because I didn't tell her about this story, and this is this is pretty much the, <laughs> this is why this mess is here. This is why this works. But anyway, the good folks at Chuck E. Cheese has announced that it will be removing its iconic animatronic bands from all locations except for one. That one restaurant located in Los Angeles's Northridge neighborhood is where Munch's make-believe band will be taking up a permanent residency, according to an official Chuck E. Cheese release. A reopening party was held at Northridge Chuck E. Cheese on Friday evening, where participants were able to win exclusive prizes and enjoy a special appearance by Atari Inc. and Chuck E. Cheese founder 
Nolan Bushnell. Um, so while they charmed and entertained kids for decades, the animatronics have apparently run their course as the Pizza Time Theater will give way to a new high-tech features at restaurants across the nation. New enhancements include a new state-of-the-art dance floor, a giant video wall and screens, the most popular kid-focused arcade games, and new trampoline zones in select fun centers around the nation. The restaurant has more plans to, quote, celebrate its nostalgia with longtime fans while offering entertainment for younger crowds as well. They said expect more exciting announcements leading up to the brand's 50th anniversary in 2027. Currently, there are 600 Chuck E. Cheese Fun Center locations in 47 states and 19 countries. Didn't know they were in other countries. As the company dismantles its animatronics, millions of theater goers worldwide are flocking to see the Five Nights at Freddy's, a film and video game series that features murderous animatronic characters inspired by the Chuck E. Cheese brand. <laughs> Which is not true either. That's what the I'm going with what the article says. I did not say. I know. I'm telling you that that article is wrong. That article is wrong. So the five nights at Freddy's. I'm I'm going to correct this. So the last portion of that, the Five Nights at Freddy's franchise, that was a game. The person that made the game, the reason he made it was because he made video games before that, and somebody basically told him. Stop making video games because I know it's a, it's supposed to be a Christian game, and I'm putting it in air quotes, like a whatever that was. And um, they said, don't make those video games anymore because your um, animations for your video games look like murderous, not a good Christian game. Again, I'm putting it in air quotes. Good Christian game. It it's more of a horror game. So then he went oh, you think this is a horror game? And then hold my beer and created Five Nights at Freddy's. Hmm. So not based on Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> That's what the But Chuck E. Cheese can claim that because they want to make sure that people, you know, talk about Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the article says, man. I'm just going off of what I read. I'm sorry. Sorry. See, when people get wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Really? I know know, better. You're our our resident Five Nights at Freddy's um, expert. I I bow to your superior judgment. I did like the movie. I'm telling you straight off the bat. So it's a good movie. You want to give a movie review? It's a fan movie. So unless you are a fan of the franchise or the game, or even if you you don't have to know, like you don't even have to play. I've never played the game, but I'm just a fan of it. And yeah, it was really well made and makes sense and that's why they're that, that's why I'm not surprised that there are more video game movies coming out. So yeah. That that's it. Okay. You good now? A little bit. Yeah I'm done. You had you had your two minute rant. You good you good now? <laughs> it was less than two minutes but yes. Uh, I am a little embarrassed to tell you that I wrote notes here. 
Um, and I can't read my notes about what this next story is supposed to be. <laughs> it does not help to do this late at night. And so I'm going to bypass whatever that was. It'll come to me later. But <laughs> seriously, <laughs> hey, I, am, I, I am entirely honest on this show. I, I am very upfront with all of you. And when I make a mistake, I make sure that you guys know it because it is not – I'm not perfect. I, I, that's what I love about this show. show's not perfect. If you came looking for a perfect show, sorry. Things happen. <laughs> Errors happen. Stuff gets played by mistake. I might press a button wrong. That's what I love about this show. It's natural. Hope you love it, too. <laughs> um, but taking a look at what is trending on this Friday night, before we get to yay or nay, um, See, this is what I hate about it. <laughs> so, um, Prati, uh, Party is uh, trending. I don't even know who Party is. Uh, but I guess there was some diss track they came out with. So, like, social media is now, like, going nuts. And they probably will for the next 24 hours. But anyway, SmackDown's trending tonight. Uh, AEW is trending as well. Um, also trending tonight um is open ai because its founder um or uh head of the company sam alton uh, altman was fired from open ai um so that is trending tonight uh also uh trending is uh honduras uh i guess there is in nations league soccer um i think honduras uh, had a few goals against Mexico, so it's a huge deal. Uh, they were winning versus Mexico at least about an hour ago uh, when I saw the last uh, tweet here. So that's also going on. Also, um, along with a lot of basketball, uh, LSU uh, women's basketball player uh, Angel Reese um, is trending for all the wrong reasons. Um as she was benched um, in a recent game. And then uh, LSU head basketball coach Kim Mulkey said that she would not be attending uh, tonight's game at Southeastern. So a little bit of uh, issues going on there. Um, A lot of people, of course, who did not like her are already coming out of the woodwork and piling on. Um, But who knows what's going on. I will tell you as a sports fan over the summer, um, you know, um, I know she probably, because with college sports now, you're able to do a lot of things outside of your sport, make a lot of money. And she was doing a lot of, you know, uh, paid advertisements and other different things. So, you know, she could easily go into a modeling career doesn't really, she probably doesn't even need basketball at this point, and it's just, I think, at the point of a focus thing. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Speaking of football, um, and I know a lot of people are not familiar with the college game here, but did you see the um, coach at Texas A&M, which is a college here, uh, Jimbo Fisher, he was released from his job duties here. And the bad part to that for Texas A&M 
was that just about a year or two ago, um, he had signed an extension. What was guaranteed out of that contract and what he gets paid to not coach now is $76 million. No, I did not see that. And oh my goodness. What that adds up to is that until 2031, he will make $26,000 a day. He will make roughly $1,083 an hour. (laughs) And the absurdity of college football, pretty much at this point, he had already been paid uh, $44 million for a 45-25 record, and he'll now collect his $76 million buyout at home. (laughs) Wow. To put that into perspective, his former quarterback when he coached at another college at Florida State was Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston, his entire NFL career earnings was $71.9 million. The buyout Texas A&M owes Jimbo Fisher $76.8. Wow. Wow. That's just ridiculous. It's it's irresponsible. And I hope that Texas A&M learned its lesson. Um, It's absurd and it's ignorant. There is no way, I don't care how good you are, that I would guarantee guarantee that money. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I would have done it as to where if we signed a deal for that, I would say, hey, if we hire you midseason, you'll get the rest of your pay from this year and a severance package of whatever percent of it. I'm not giving you the whole thing. That's insane. Yeah. So, yes. But that's all that's trending tonight. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we rarely do sports on here, but that was such an interesting one while we were gone. Um, It is... It would be well the equivalent uh, for those of you overseas and who follow soccer. It would be the equivalent of the head coach of name a soccer team for me, please. Arsenal. There we go. It would be the equivalent. Thank you. I, I want to make sure I was. You're correct. welcome. I didn't want to say. I didn't want to say the wrong team. Uh, it, would be the, it would be the equivalent of the head coach of Arsenal signing an extension for fifty million dollars getting fired one year into that extended deal and walking away with 50 million bucks. That's the equivalent of what just happened here. (laughs) Yeah. So, yes, we haven't done yay or nay in a while. Um, If you have forgotten what yay or nay is, that is pretty much where I will give a few stories um, and pretty much, We'll say yay or nay. (laughs) Um, TMZ was reporting that the fashion house Balenciaga is being hung out to dry for a new designer item that the company is selling. It is a skirt made from a cotton towel with a whopping $925 price tag. The high fashion house is being dragged online for its pricey new towel skirt with focus on social media having a field day at their expense. $925 $925 towel skirt is part of the brand's spring of 2024 collection. Balenciaga started taking pre-orders on Tuesday, and lots of folks are wondering what the heck is going on. 
Among the mean tweets, one said, nah, Balenciaga, a towel skirt? Who the F is the creative director over there? And Balenciaga is selling a towel wrapped around somebody's waist as a skirt for $925? Please be effing for real. They say that the $925 towel skirt is held up by two buttons inside the waistline and an adjustable belt with a buckle inside, and it's made in Italy and has to be dry cleaned. The model on the Balenciaga website is wearing the towel skirt over a pair of $1,950 cargo pants and a $1,000 zip-up hoodie. Naturally, some social media users say that they can achieve the same look for way less, like a $5 towel from Target. <laughs> yeah, 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 to a Balenciaga. <laughs> Not even going to wait on that one. Okay, so I'm sorry. The towel skirt is held up by a button on the inside and has, like, elastic? That is correct. That's correct? Okay, so you're telling me that 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 towel wrap thing that you can get from Walmart for, like, $3? Mm-hmm. You can, I can go on Amazon right now and find one. For you sure could. No, no, I'm doing it right now. I'm doing it right now. I got my Amazon. No, I don't care about early Black Friday deals. Towel. That's another problem I have. We'll talk about that. Wrap. <laughs> oh, they even have it with Velcro. You don't even have to have a button. Sixteen eighty nine with with Prime two day delivery. <laughs> well, now. Oh, I found another one with a pocket. Or $16 even. Oh. You can also find one with a head wrap thing so you can wrap up your hair as well for $25. <laughs> so, yeah, nay. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Well, got your answer. Um You know what? I just figured out what the other story that I wasn't thinking of early. I, I did figure that out, and I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, but first, uh, also a day or nay, uh, with the holiday season coming around, Sam's Club is selling an advent calendar filled with fine jewelry. Uh, if you're looking for something special for that special someone, Sam's Club may be the place to shop. The warehouse retailer is selling one of the most dazzling options this holiday season. It's a luxurious advent calendar filled with fine jewelry, so every day your loved one can open up a new piece of jewelry, including earrings, necklaces, and more. These fashionable pieces are made with premium quality materials, including 14-karat gold. The advent calendar comes in two versions, a 12-day calendar, which sells for $1,933, and a 25-day calendar for $3,800. Of course, you'll need to be a Sam's Club member in order to purchase it. Yay or nay to a $3,800 advent calendar from Sam's with jewelry. Um, okay, this is not weird. If you want to get it for me, absolutely. <laughs> I'm not buying it. It depends. I'm a size 7. Ring size is 7. I look better in gold. <laughs> Are you throwing hints out here this year? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, 
So I'm taking it. This one is an actual EA. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't mind. They're, they're not trying to pull one over on you. They're not trying to be super fancy. They're just like, hey, we're trying to sell some jewelry. <laughs> I can't get mad about that. Uh, also on the yay or nay, um, so most people are debating whether or not, or still, uh, whether peanut butter goes to the refrigerator. Some are, you know, right now also doing a new TikTok um, hack where some are stuffing their refrigerators with Charmin. That's right, or in their refrigerators. You probably never saw that coming. But followers of the trend claim that a roll of toilet paper will absorb smelly odors inside fridges. Fr- inside fridges, It's meant to work the same way as most people use an open box of baking soda for fridge smells. And it may sound like some silly new TikTok trick, but the idea first actually appeared in 2015. Now it's popping up on social media again. Um, one says put a toilet paper in your fridge in a corner where it fits and then just leave it there. Uh, It's important that you replace the roll every three weeks for reasons of hygiene. You should also only put a roll in your fridge straight from the packaging and not put it near your toilet. So you may be wondering if it works somewhat, but only temporarily. The tried and true baking soda method remains the number one solution for most households, not to mention that baking soda is a lot cheaper than toilet paper. (laughs) Uh, More refrigerators (laughs) are likely to have baking soda than working light bulbs. Um, and because there's no end to the amount of hacks you can find on TikTok, one actually says to add a baking soda water mixture onto a toilet roll and then place the roll in your fridge. That sounds a lot more messier. Yay or nay to putting toilet paper in your fridge? Nah, not after the 2020 debacle. No thanks. I'll stick with my, um, yeah, I'll stick with my baking soda, it seems, which reminds me, I need to switch mine out now that it's getting close to Thanksgiving. So. <laughs> See, we, we help you out on the show. We also, uh, we also tell you that. Um, <laughs> the story that I was going to do earlier, potpourri, actually could work here in yay or nay. And the story that I was going to tell you was that, when it comes to uh, fry cook duties across the, especially here in the Midwest, they're being taken over by robots. White Castle, well known for its sliders, they have been outsourcing some of its jobs to Miso Robotics's Flippy 2 across the country. The robot takes over the work of an entire fry station. By taking over the work of an entire fry station, Flippy 2 alleviates the pain point, uh, the pain points that come with back-of-house roles at quick-service restaurants to create a working environment for its human co-workers that maximizes the efficiency of the kitchen. Improved workflow allows for the uh, redeployment of team members to focus on creating memorable moments for customers, according to a statement. The fast food chain has actually been experimenting with robotic fry cooks since September of 2020, when the original Flippy was installed in an area restaurant here in Chicago. At the time, they said that the Flippy, quote, brings intelligence to cooking, tapping into sensors, intelligent monitoring, and anticipated kitchen reads to keep food temperatures consistent. The deployment will also put autonomous frying to work for enhanced production speeds, improved labor allocation, and an added layer of health and safety. Uh, Following the upgrade to Flippy 2 at the original test location, White Castle decided to roll out a larger version of the program 
after seeing an immediate positive impact on daily operations. Uh, they do plan to install Flippy 2 robots in 100 restaurants across the nation, saying that the rollout would take place in, quote, the years ahead. Currently, 17 robots have been installed. Uh, they also said that uh, the program is still being rolled out, eventually uh, being one-third of the company's 350 brick-and-mortar restaurants across the Midwest, Southwest, and New York area. Um, I think that would be a little weird, but yay or nay to seeing a robot <laughs> fixing all of your food. Uh, I mean, back to the future. Um, I don't, I, I, I don't. I mean, I'm kind of debating on this one. I, yay, I guess. It's kind of a, it's a strange it's a strange thought, but then I also understand like if you're you know people, it, it's reducing injuries, it's making it more consistent. I mean that's not a bad thing to have more consistent food come out of your kitchen. No, no, uh, it's not. I just think that even though what they say gonna they'll redeploy workers. I see a lot of them being let go if Flippy is successful. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, that's why I'm like uh that's why I was debating. There's still there still is a human factor. Yes. Now, once Flippy starts taking money, it's over. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah. Um and then uh I saved this story for last because I had to I had to read this quite a few times and couldn't believe it. <laughs> so okay. you of course want to have clean clothes. While you're likely to have your own rhythm of washing them, separating the lights and darks, turning your shirts inside out, hanging your clothes on the line to dry, there's one article you're probably caring for wrong. Your jeans. Quick search for an answer will give you numerous options. Usually wash denim inside out and by themselves on a delicate or gentle cycle and let them air dry. That's encouraged by Whirlpool. You could use cold water and detergent. That's suggested from Tide. Pre-soak the denim jeans in cold water with scented vinegar. Uh, classic Maytag says to do that. Don't wash them until they visibly need a clean or have a certain smell. This according to the Vice President of Design for Bonobos. So... You may even find suggestions to never wash your jeans that may have been caused by the CEO of Levi Strauss himself, Charles Berg. While speaking at a conference, and they said uh, a few years back, he said that jeans don't need to be washed. But earlier this month, he clarified that he didn't mean you should never wash your jeans. Instead, he explained to CNBC that he never puts true denim jeans in a washing machine. He says what true denim heads... uh, people that really love their denim will tell you is to never put your denim in a washing machine. Instead, he said he will spot clean his jeans if he, for example, drops some curry on my jeans. If it's still too dirty for you, you can always try his other tip. Showering with your jeans on. He says if they get really gross, I'll wash them in the shower. <laughs> you didn't misread that or didn't mishear that. As taboo and maybe uncomfortable as it sounds, he said that he will wear his gross jeans in the shower, soap himself down, and wash them. This hack made the rounds of TikTok, 
in a viral video earlier this year, and um, she showered in her jeans, patted them dry. The TikToker wore them around for a little bit, let them air dry, and when she put them on the next morning, she said they fit perfectly. Uh, Paul O'Neill of Levi's Vintage Clothing told GQ of a similar hack back in 2015, where he said he would wear a new pair of jeans for a few days before wearing them in a warm bath for 20 minutes. He then lets the jeans dry in the sun. <laughs> Levi's actually shares a guide on how to wash her denim. But, of course, they say the traditional turn your pants inside out as it helps present the, prevents the color from fading. With the zipper closed, wash them in a cold water setting. But yay or nay to wearing your jeans. I, 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 <laughs> sour. No. I'm, no. No. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to wear them in the shower. I I enjoy my naked time. Sorry. <laughs> Giggity. Um, Giggity. <laughs> so, yes. But aren't you at least a little bit uh, curious no, about? No, that, that's along with the shower beer. There's just some things in life that I'm not. I'm not going to try. And <laughs> you have a shower beer while watching the jeans. Somebody else is doing it, but I'm. Yeah, I'm not going to try. <laughs> <laughs> you can have a shower. You can have a shower beer while washing your jeans. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. That. You know who else? What else I heard is that somebody wore their leather shoes in. No, not leather. There's was it leather? I don't remember. Sweet they wore leather. their shoes as well. So like they wore their shoes in the shower so that it would shape to their feet. Really? Yeah, and like stretch, and then that way they didn't end up with like the weird, um, like the marks on your heels or whatever from new from new um, shoes. So there you go. Wear your shoes, your jeans, and have a beer in the shower. But don't wash yourself because, you know, that would be just awful. Right. Wow. No, no thanks. <laughs> um, no, and I wouldn't do that either. I'm saying nay. <laughs> so, yes. But, um, yeah, that's yay or nay. We haven't done that in a while. Um, so hopefully you all enjoyed that. So here's the thing. I've got um, we still got our Cheesecake Factory story, and we still got uh, Smoking Gun Files. I'm going to play a quick retro-mercial while I get readjusted here, because I've been standing for the last hour, so I need to kind of sit. <laughs> so um, while I do that, take a minute, enjoy this retro commercial that I think we played last year uh, in time for Thanksgiving. And I think we just mentioned also uh, National Butter Day. Um, this one will actually probably clog your arteries if you follow the rules today. But this was a PSA from the American Dairy Association in regards to Thanksgiving. Enjoy this quick retro PSA. <laughs> we'll be right back. Flavorful golden brown turkey is the crowning glory of your holiday dinner table. And real butter helps you serve a butter-baked masterpiece. Here's how to butter-bake your turkey. After stuffing the bird, pat lots of soft butter all over, especially on the drumsticks, breast, and wings. Next, cover the entire turkey with cheesecloth dipped in melted butter 
to protect it from shrinking in your oven. Then bake it slowly, without a lid. Never higher than 300 to 325 degrees. Every half hour, baste with butter. When it's golden brown, you'll serve your family and guests the juiciest, tenderest turkey ever because you use butter. This year, bake your holiday turkey the American Dairy Association way with real butter. <laughs> so butter down that turkey. <laughs> Could you put butter into that statement just a little? I remember it from last year, but it's still... He says butter so many times. After a while, it sounds like he's saying a made-up word. <laughs> butter, butter, butter this. And in your drink, put butter. <laughs> like, seriously, why don't you melt some butter and put it on your butter so that you can have it with your butter when you eat your butter? So you already buttered down the turkey, and then you put butter on a cheesecloth, and then you basted it with butter. <laughs> So that it doesn't sure. dry out. Right. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure that butter back in the day was far different than what it was now. It was a lot more probably pungent and like soaked into there. All you're tasting mm-hmm. is just a buttered turkey. That's about it. People who you entrust to put butter on your popcorn in a movie theater. <laughs> pretty much you know is what, what happened. People, though. Those people are my heroes. <laughs> Man. But imagine that all on your turkey, though. Who still does that? I don't even know anybody that really does that. I don't know what you're talking about. There was, tur- there was a word turkey in that commercial. I thought it was all butter. Didn't they butter their <laughs> butter with the butter and the butter? They might as well have just gotten, like, a huge giant thing of butter, carved it into a turkey, and just served it. <laughs> That pretty much is what they could have done. It's a butter, 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 isn't it? Like, that's what I thought. I I guess so. (laughs) But enjoy that retro moment. Um, So I'm going to do this first. Um, I know a lot of you have probably heard about the story, about the list of 28 places where women refuse to go on first dates. (laughs) So to give you a little bit of a background into this story and what kind of happened, um. <laughs> yes, I do agree. If you've ever been to a cheesecake factory, uh, it gets a little overwhelming. <laughs> but uh, th- this kind of all goes back to I, I think it was a TikTok moment where, um, and some wondered if the video was staged, but it was of a man and woman that was going out on a first date. She refused to get out of the car because he took her to cheesecake factory. Um. And the argument ended with the man respectfully telling the date that he would drive her home if she didn't want to go. Shortly after that, TikTok video dropped a list of 28 places where women refused to go on a first date began circulating online. The Cheesecake Factory made the list, as did Chili's and Chipotle, but there were also some innocuous places listed, like a coffee house or a bar. And here's the thing. Some of the places made sense. <laughs> I mean, it, it really did. Um, it was, I mean, some of it was like a person's home, which first date, you're not going to really do that. Um, but other places were a little confusing. Um, but 
a lot of men uh, had some things to say, as did some women, uh, who kind of came to the defense of guys who might take someone on a first date to a restaurant or a chain restaurant. Um, and, of course, they talked to different singles. Um, and one said that their anxieties or concerns were more along the lines of will that person and them click more than anything else. Uh, one woman said that most men suck at planning a date, so having anything that resembles structure, and I like you, uh, put in some effort, take away from chances of being judged. Um, but I read this list to Mary. <laughs> and um, her first thing was what some women did say. What's wrong with Cheesecake Factory? <laughs> right. Um, which I, are we now in an era where some of today's uh, people who are out here in the dating scene have a higher expectation of what a date should be? And, oh, go ahead. <laughs> No, I was gonna say I don't. I don't understand. I don't know. So, yeah, I'm bougie like Applebee's on a date night, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Fancy like Applebee's. One steak, uh, two straws. I'm done. <laughs> Get me an A and W. going to harp on the person that said I don't want to go to to the cheesecake factory. Know your worth and that that's what you but not even worth. Let's not let's not put a monetary value on it. Know what you like and that's what and that's what you and know what you want. So if you think on your first date first date um you are you deserve better than cheesecake factory and you won't eat there then and your date takes you there then you know that you're not going on a second one. Perfect. And both of you are happy about it. So I'm not mad about it. But it's like, I'd go to Cheesecake Factory. They got some good food. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I'm going to read the entire list here. Um, So Cheesecake Factory is on that list. Applebee's, Chili's, Chipotle, Olive Garden, which, by the way, uh, I'm not sure if you knew, but did you know that if you go to Olive Garden, you can buy the cheese grater that they use. That like rotary one? Yes. So that would be here's, so fun. No, you can. You can actually. There was a TikToker who had first talked about it, and then another one who was on there went to Olive Garden. Not only did they sell it to him, uh, but they also gave him cheese to take home. And I do personally know a person when I, they were at Olive Garden, I told them, I said, ask to see if you could buy it. And they asked their um, waitress if they could buy it. And they said that they've had so many people coming in to buy the graders, that they were sold out. And so, uh, but it is a thing. You can buy the cheese grater that's used at Olive Garden. <laughs> that's awesome. Yes. That's um, one. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Say when? Never. 
Um, <laughs> also, on the list of places was the movies, uh, a person's house, which I get. They said any fast food chain, Buffalo Wild Wings, Wingstop, Red Lobster, a buffet, IHOP, Denny's, the gym, church, though I don't know why anyone would use church as a place for a date. Uh, I was shocked by this one, Starbucks. Uh, they said coffee dates, ice cream dates, family functions. No, that's a bad idea. Movie night, meaning Netflix, Hulu. Uh, somewhere that requires a long drive. I get those two because it's safety reasons. Bowling, nightclubs, hookah bars, a bar for just drinks, uh, Waffle House, and sports events. All made the list. Yeah. I mean, there's some that make sense. I don't understand why you would go to the gym for a date, but whatever. I'm not a gym person, so there you go. Church, don't understand that. Um, home, the Netflix or Hulu, because that's got to be at somebody's house or you're sitting in a car watching on a very on somebody's phone. Um, Long-distance drive. Those make all sense to me, but you're right. Like, Starbucks, first date. We, and again, this is... Going on a first date, not on any date, not on a, hey, we've been dating for a week or two or three or months, you know, years. This is a first date. I don't know you. (laughs) Why wouldn't I want to go to coffee? If I can't get through coffee with you, yeah, we ain't going very far. Thanks. I was a little surprised about that because it was like when most people want to ask someone out or take them out, they say, hey, would you like to grab some coffee? Or, you know, something like that. Just It's like it's no pressure. First date, you're going to get something to drink, and you go and have conversation. You know? I was a little mm-hmm. shocked by that. But apparently some women felt like that was uh, in the face. Uh, <laughs> I, a lot of you will stay single if you don't even like Cheesecake Factory or a coffee place, but that's why I'm right. mm-hmm. um, Just say it. Because if you want somebody on a first date to just, like, totally blow a lot of cash on you and take you to a steakhouse and do all this other different stuff, you're crazy. That's something more of, like, second, third, or down the line kind of date. Because anything can go wrong within the first date, and you waste all this money taking someone out for something really nice, you know? Not to say that they should cheap it and go to McDonald's or Wendy's, but I still think that, you know, a nice little either quiet place that is not someone's house, not some big event or something like, you know, church or a sports event, but just something that's nice to which you two could talk, you know, and not be too distracted by what's going on around you, but something nice like that, I think would be like a perfect first date. I would think. I agree with you. Again, first date. It's not about, if you want to take them to a fancy steakhouse, it's fine, but if you're not going to get along with that person, and it's not about wasting money. I, I wouldn't even call it a waste of money because you're you're going and you're trying to have a good time. But you want to take me to a fancy steakhouse? I look at that as like a birthday, anniversary dinner, you know, right. special occasion. We're right. sl- we're splurging tonight. That is not my first date. 
maybe uh, I'm maybe I'm attracting the people that maybe I should be acting like that so I can attract people that are you know going to take me to a steakhouse. But I just that's that's not me, and it's never going to be me. So like like I said, I'm not mad about it, but good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yep, good luck to all of you out there. So yeah, um, that is the list and uh i'm pretty sure i think guys came out with one too or something else but uh we'll, we'll of course we'll always follow up on stuff like that but yeah I, I was a little shocked by that um smoking gun time now i gotta tell you it's been a few weeks <laughs> there were quite a few stories i had at least man whoo uh there was at least four or five of them. <laughs> Some were, well, one was a little weird. Um, I guess I'll go with that one first. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, man, once again, this is just for entertainment purposes only. We try not to poke <laughs> too much fun at it. This from Washington State. A Washington man sought to hire a hooker for himself and for his miniature horse, according to police who charged him with animal cruelty and patronizing a prostitute. Uh, John Shipman was arrested last week following a vice probe involving um, an online site advertising sex escort services. Uh, He resides in Longview, which is a city 40 miles north of Vancouver. As alleged in a probable cause affidavit, uh, Shipman, using the screen name the The Malamute, offered to pay $440 to a forum user named Diane to have, quote, sexual contact with him and his miniature horse. He also used an email address containing the phrase Hotmare, according to a police report. Um, I will not tell you, and this is the first time that I will actually hold off, on telling you exactly what he allegedly wrote that he wanted her to do. While trying to entice a potential paid companion, he acknowledged the difficulty in arranging such a threesome. You think? He says, the last two gals I asked, said it was noticeably outside their comfort zone, he wrote. (laughs) When when confronted by the police, Shipman reportedly, quote, admitted to uh, being on that board under that user and soliciting her to um, do some of these things. And he said he hoped she would be more agreeable to having sexual contact with him and the horse. Uh, He admitted to having prior sexual contact with animals. Um, he had two horses, miniature horses, in the pasture of his rural property. And a judge released him with $1,000 bail and ordered him to have no contact with animals. While the prosecuting attorney has declined to file felony charges against him in the Superior Court, his case has been referred to the lower district court for lesser charges. What the hell is wrong with people? <laughs> Uh, that was the question I was going to ask, but okay, you ask it. I, I had to edit that out so badly. 
I cannot tell you exactly what he wanted her to do, nor am I even going to. I will just say, if you want to, well, you can search the story. I'm sure you'll find it. You will find out what he wanted. It will, (laughs) your thoughts about human beings will (laughs) be less. (laughs) Also, on the blotter beat, um, an Iowa man <laughs> uh, accused of yeah he accused of pleasuring himself while walking around a Target store. An Iowa man told cops that quote that he was not playing with his actual penis, but rather a dildo he had in his shorts. <laughs> Despite that convincing explanation, Deshaun Brown was busted for indecent exposure, according to a criminal complaint. Brown, who lives a few blocks from the Target in downtown Iowa City, was caught on camera earlier this month, quote, touching his clothed genitalia as well as his exposed penis. Defendant investigators stated, quote, has prior incidents of the same behavior. In July, he was sentenced to two years probation for a decent exposure and placed on Iowa's sex offender registry. When questioned by police about his Target stroll, he reportedly claimed to actually have been engaged with a uh, stash sex toy. However, cops noted, video evidence suggests the phallic object in his hand was indeed connected to his person. Charged with several misdemeanor and decent exposure counts, he was released from custody after posting $3,000 bond. He's also facing a probation violation count related to his sentence earlier this year. (laughs) Once again, (laughs) what the hell is wrong with people? But that doesn't get, you know, I, I, I can't. This will be the first time I'm actually going to tell you. I'm looking at this story. I can't even really tell you. I will just tell you the headline of the story. <laughs> Cops. Lewd act done atop dead marsupial. <laughs> oh. Not even going there. You can read the story for yourself. <laughs> But then that leads us to another story. I think I'm going to go to. Florida, I hope. Yes. <laughs> Here's a hint for all of you. Do not call the police to report that someone stole your drugs, especially if your name is in a pair of outstanding arrest warrants. <laughs> Cops were dispatched around 2 a.m. to a uh, Best Western in Stewart, Florida, in reference to a theft. Upon arriving at the hotel, an officer spoke with Lily Winker, who had called 911 to report to the male friend she met last week, quote, stole her marijuana. <laughs> she explained that she had $30 worth of pot in her grinder, but after Carlos departed the room, she noticed about half a gram was missing from her stash. She stated that she did not know what to do, so she decided to call police. <laughs> Rinker, uh, whose home address is listed as an apartment complex in Jupiter, was questioned by a Stewart Police Department officer who determined that she had a pair of open arrest warrants in Palm Beach County. According to court records, one warrant was issued after she failed to show for court hearing in connection with an outstanding criminal mischief case. The second one did appear for a probation violation hearing in connection with a DUI conviction. She's now being held without bond on the warrant. It's unclear if she will also face a pot charge in the free state of Florida where, absent a medical marijuana card, Possession of less than 20 grams is a misdemeanor. More than that amount can constitute a felony. (laughs) 
But the last story, <sighs> we go back to Iowa. <laughs> what? Now, yes. Um, now, I will tell you, there is a convenience store gas stations in Iowa called Come and Go. <laughs> and Iowa plushed himself outside a Come and Go store and then departed for his nearby apartment, according to an indecent exposure complaint. <laughs> according to cops, victims called 911 to report that an unknown male uh, had said sexual things to them and began uh, pleasuring himself in their presence. Well, outside the convenience store in Iowa. After a police canvas near the come and go, officers identified Kenneth Lee Kelly as a suspect in the public pleasure session. Multiple subjects from come and go, neighboring business and apartments, identified the defendant as the subject in the photos. Kenneth contacted his home. He denied he was the individual captured on surveillance video. Kelly, however, quote, confirmed he had clothing that matched the video and showed police a hat that was an actual identical match to the one worn by the suspect during the deed earlier this year. <laughs> a search warrant at his apartment resulted in the seizure of garments that, quote, matched surveillance and traffic camera video from the incident. Additionally, a photo lineup was conducted and victims independently identified him as the 1230 a.m. come and go masturbator. <laughs> he was arrested. <laughs> jail for incident exposure, which is a serious misdemeanor for which bond has not yet been set. And when questioned by police, Kelly reportedly, quote, claimed he wasn't exposing himself, but instead was just, quote, scratching his genitals. (laughs) Which leads that sometimes just tell the truth. I didn't I just, think I, I was don't, getting... I don't I don't know what <laughs> I'm buffering. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and that's what's going on in the world today. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. But you have to do it at that gas station. <laughs> yeah, really. Of all the gas stations you could possibly go to. Couldn't do it in a Texaco. You had to do it in a Kevin Go. BP. <laughs> right. Nope. <laughs> That's the look at that. Uh, with that, the old clock on the wall is telling us that we're just about out of time. Uh, do you have any shout-outs this week? Uh-uh. <laughs> yes and no. I mean... We've been gone for a while, so we've missed a few birthdays. Um, one of the mermaids turned 21, so happy birthday Good. to them. That was October. Yeah. Um, we got my mom um, had a birthday. We've got some community members from Discord that had birthdays. Happy birthday um, to all of you. Next week, right before Thanksgiving, my um, one of my dearest friends that I've known for the longest amount of time. I've known them since I was in fourth grade. Um, their daughter has a birthday. So, like, birthdays, anniversaries, the whole bit happened. <laughs> and happy Thanksgiving to everybody that I missed. <laughs> yes. 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 Happy birthday to all of you. Uh, Discord, 
extended fam, happy birthday to you guys. Uh, sorry we've been away for so much. Uh, illness uh, pretty much has been the reason, and I will tell you, um, like I said, I've been pretty honest about you know things that happened. Um, a few weeks ago, uh, and the reason why we really we were supposed to be back a few weeks ago. Um, a few weeks ago on a Monday morning, um, I encountered a medical emergency. Not to get too much into detail, uh, the end result was blood clots, which were on my lungs. I collapsed at home, had no idea for a little bit what happened. Uh, but by the grace of the man upstairs and by a really good staff of doctors who I owe a lot to along with my mother, <laughs> who um, unfortunately had to find me in distress uh, and who had to call for uh, medical assistance, um, I am here. And while I have been for a person who went through a traumatic event such as that, uh, I know that it could have went the opposite way. Uh, and that the last show we did could have really been my last show. Um, I am well aware of what has occurred, uh, the weight of the things that I'm blessed to be here. Uh, there's a lot of people that I will never be able to thank, a lot of people who I know that love me and my friend included who called and checked on me and um, admonished me for <laughs> in the early days of <laughs> not talking about what was going on with me as I was asking her what was going on with her. Um, but it is something definitely that stops and makes you think about life itself, how short, how fleeting it is how lucky we are to have people uh, in our lives. And so often, I tell you at the end of the show, uh, to take care of yourselves and each other. And, you know, we do this on a weekly basis because it's out of love. Um, I will tell you tonight how important it is uh, to hug your loved ones and to tell them that you love them. And with this holiday season coming up, there's so many people who will have an empty seat uh, this year because they lost someone. Um, and they may not have had a chance to say goodbye, or they may have had a chance to say goodbye and still didn't feel like the goodbyes were enough. Uh, I will tell you that I am very lucky. Uh, and I guess the most poignant thing was yesterday I wasn't feeling well. I uh, didn't know if we would make this show tonight. Went back to the ER because I was feeling a little wonky. And what really was a hit for me was that I actually ran into the ER nurse who, in those opening moments, uh, was there. And when she saw me, um, tears kind of came to her eye because she thought for sure that I did not survive what I went through because not a lot of people do. Um, and she just kept remarking about how, and I know that, and I've said it many times to those around me, and I say it to 
Uh, I don't say it enough to my friends, and I know I've said it <laughs> to Mary that I love them very much, um, and I'm thankful and happy that I am here, and I hope I'm here for a while. Um, and doing this, this is kind of you know cathartic for me to be here uh, back on this mic here on Friday night because uh, I know it could be a different situation. And so I'd say to you as we go into the holiday season uh, to hug your loved ones that any small pettiness that goes on can be water under the bridge because you don't know what tomorrow brings. And for those that you love, keep them close, hug them tight, live in love, do what you have to do in the moment because things can happen in the blink of an eye. I've always said it to my friends, and they pretty much, I think, have gotten tired of hearing it. But what happened a few weeks ago was pretty much a prime example. And if you want to use what happened to me, um, I tell people use that because I did not know. I woke up on Monday morning not knowing what was going to happen. And it, like I said, could have went entirely different. Uh, so this holiday season and for days after that, hopefully for years after that, uh, you appreciate life a little bit more the way that I already have been doing and that I do now uh, with a greater uh, appreciation for it. Uh, so for all of you family and friends who called, checked in, prayed, good vibes all the way out, thank you. Um, I'm glad to be back, glad to be here. I'm thankful and blessed uh, because I know I might not be. Uh, so thank you so much. Um, I think with that, <laughs> that's probably the best way to close this show. And, and always in parting, thank you for listening. Uh, you know where to catch us. Uh, I won't get into details on that every week, but I would say thanks to all of those extended family uh, wherever you're at. Um, and as always in parting, take care of yourselves each other, live and love, and we'll see you next time here on page one with LaVar and Mary. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. This is the part where you could say bye. No, no, that was the perfect ending. Don't ruin it. You have to go for it. <laughs> we need some levity. You can say bye. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening to Page One. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and other platforms where we can be found. 